Hi, everybody. This is Pam at the Paper Outpost, and this is the Paper Outpost podcast, the joy of junk journals. And I've got Sunny snuggled up here beside me on the couch. Hello, Sunbun. You're saying hello to everybody. And um, so today, um, we t- well, we generally talk about junk journals, paper crafting, life of a crafter, and answering your crafty questions. And today's topic is the explosion of ideas that can come through your head at any moment when it comes to junk journal making. This is very prevalent, especially in the beginning, uh, where everything is new. All ideas are new. You've got a million ideas, and they're just free-floating through your head. Uh, Mine used to hit me when I would uh, lay down my head on my pillow at night, and off my brain would go. It would just start going in all these crazy different directions. Look at the fun things we can do with paper. We can glue it, cut it, tear it, shred it, dye it, crumple it, turn it into leather and suede. We can do all sorts of goofy things with it. We can turn it into journal covers, journal pages, um, create beautiful flowers from it. I mean, there's just so many fun things that you can do with paper. And uh, one of the most startling things to me was finding out that I was not alone in this love of paper. There are so many people across the globe who have a fascination with paper. I think um, especially for people who grew up with paper in their hands through Um, their arts and crafts, their schooling, uh, things like that, reading books, you know, as opposed to on the computer. We have a very, very um, strong bond to the actual piece of paper. There's a sense of a strange reverence or um, it's a blank slate, it's a place to start, It, it holds so many possibilities. And that can mean so many different things to all of us. I think it's a wonderful and glorious thing that so many people are intrigued with something as simple as paper. Um, it launches you into different possibilities for your junk journals. I know um, when I was laying down at night and thinking about all these different different ways to fold paper, different ways to use book pages, different ways to, you know, dye and stencil paper and. Um, use them for pretty pages in my journals and then how you can extend pages in your journals um, shrink pages in your journals stagger pages in your journals I mean there's so many so many different leaves to the onion different um, I don't know I just so many um, possibilities out there that you can do different things with paper and it's such a common thing, such a common thread through so many of us. Um, one thing I used to do was try to actively capture those ideas. And I made journals just to capture the ideas, and those became very full very quickly. Uh, I found it very advantageous to grab those ideas because they will fly in and out of your mind and be gone before you know it, before the responsibilities of the day will take over your life and move those ideas off into the back of your brain somewhere where they might be harder to access later when you'd actually like, you have some time and you'd like to sit down and play with your papers. Or maybe you're at a time or a space in your life, maybe you're retired, maybe you're relaxing, maybe all the the noise and the responsibilities of life are starting to calm down and it's more about enjoying yourself and taking your time and having fun and thinking about your art and your craft and how you can do this and how you can do that and where the fun lives. Uh, I think that's a very, very good thing. Um, I think it's a, uh, a glorious way that you can feel and touch and explore and tickle your imagination 
And um, a lot of people, I think, in, especially in the beginning, these explosive imaginative ideas are, uh, can be rampant, um, overwhelming at times, but very exciting too, because so many of them are coming through. I highly encourage you to capture as many as you can. I learned a little trick called memory pegs. You can look it up, it's on the internet, of how to um, memorize lists easily. And sometimes I would use these memory pegs at night because it was dark, I didn't feel like turning on the light and reaching over and um, writing down and capturing my, um, my ideas on a piece of paper. Sometimes I just wanted to log them in my head without losing them, so this was a good trick. Um, but um, there's a million and one ways to do it. There's, there's nothing wrong with having a little journal or a little log beside your bed where you just chicken scratch down these ideas. Um, Sunny once told me it's very important to capture the ideas because once they're gone, they're gone and uh, so you'll forget about them because life will take over and distract you and you'll be thinking about laundry and what to make for dinner and you know who you're playing canasta with that night and those types of things and uh, it can be a lot of fun. So um, I would say don't be surprised if it happens to you or maybe you're very familiar with that feeling and you know and you get it and uh, it's, it's a great thing. Um, I often uh, will go to my book of ideas and just open it and look at the next one on the list and I'll just start rolling that around in my head like, okay, there's an idea. Um, it was something I thought about. I may not even remember the original idea because maybe I wrote it down a while ago and I, I don't even know what I meant or I could barely read my writing, but uh, I know it meant something and I try and pull from that little idea and then I start to flesh it out a little bit and roll it around in my head and see where I can take it. So um, with in my mind and then with the paper. And uh, it's a good idea to experiment um, if you have an idea. Um, don't be too committed to your idea. Be willing to let your imaginative brain take you in a different direction halfway through your idea being expressed. There have been so many times I go in with an idea on how to make a journal and the journal comes out nothing, nothing like what I thought I had in my mind. And it's, it's almost like the journal has a little mind of its own and it will go off in a direction and start creating itself and it will say, you know, I want more green or I'd like a little nature over here, please. Or can you please put some Victorian items in here? I would, I would truly like that. Um, and sometimes it's just the feeling of the day. I mean, you're going to feel different every day when you sit down and you approach your journal. Um, so go with it. Don't fight it. Don't, don't lock yourself into, oh, I'm, you know, I must do this today because you won't, unless you enjoy that. Uh, but this is very, this is the plan. Stick to the plan. Don't deviate from the plan. I don't know. I had, a, I had enough of that in old, my old life. There were a lot of responsibilities and having to do things according to the checklist and da, 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 da. And this to me is free flow. And you know what? If I want to just go off and make purple pansies for days on pages in a journal, I'll do it because it, it just darn feels good. Another day is here, and you're ready for it. What to wear? Check. Breakfast, lunch, and dinner? Check. Planning for what's next and how to save for it? That's where Bank of America can help. For your financial to-dos, Bank of America has experts ready to help get you closer to your goals. Get started at one of our local financial centers or 24-7 in our mobile banking app. Find a location near you at bankofamerica.com slash talk to us. What would you like the power to do? Mobile banking requires downloading the app and is only available for select devices. Message and data rates may apply. Bank of America and a member FDSE. You know, and I think at this point in life, if it just darn feels good, like, listen, it's, uh, it's a healthy habit. 
Is it an addiction? I don't know, I don't care, because it's fun, it's good for me, it's good for others, and it's good for the greater good, so there we go. Um, uh, okay, the hoarding part, you gotta be careful about that, and it doesn't go too crazy. Um, always keep your home and your space clean and clear, and have your crafting areas, and do your best to try and um, manage your hoard. We all have them, we're crafters, we get it, we know, we go, we gather, we hunt, we drag home the dragons, slay them, drag them in, and then somebody's gotta um, skin, fillet, uh, cook the dragon, right? We've gotta put our stuff away, or else it can become overwhelming very quickly. And um, that's just part of it. It's part of life. It's like laundry. It's got to be done or else your home will get very small and you will live in a very small place in the center of your hoard. Um, so I recommend that periodically just go do, um, you know, do little cleans every now and then. Every once in a while, do a big clean. Just come through and just get rid of all the dust and the fuzzies and the dust bunnies. And, um, uh, you know, just, you know fall in love with that vacuum cleaner you know what can i say pretend it's a dance partner go around and just dance yourself around put on some good music hey put on a podcast and um have some fun and think about maybe think about how you're gonna do your next journal maybe give yourself some time to process that that's a great time to do that um i've also added some hepa filters to the house just the standalone models you can buy them on amazon or etsy or, or ebay or anything like that um but in the rooms especially where i heavily craft because paper crafting and fabric crafting does emit a lot of dust particles and um i think it's good to make sure that you keep removing those from your airspace uh, if you can't do that open a window you know get some fresh air through the house and just blow that dust out the window in the front door that's another way to do it with a fan that'll work too um and just monitor your surfaces. Horizontal surfaces will collect a lot of dust. Dust is um, little small particulate matter that's going to float through the air and land on everything. And uh, so, you know, get your little dust routine down. It's good. It's good for you. And it gets you out of your crafting chair, up and walking around a little bit. And that's a good thing, you know. And if you can't do this for yourself, maybe you can get somebody to help you do that. Because uh, good, clean, fresh air and it will make your crafting a lot more fun and a lot more creative and inventive um, will you be. Um, so yes, dealing with the rush of ideas. Capture them would be number one. Um, number two, remember to go back and review them and maybe put a few more adjectives. Maybe give yourself, um, paint a little picture with your words or draw a little doodle that will show an example of what you were thinking because sometimes we do forget what our original idea was all the time. I write lists all the time. Number one, I can barely read my handwriting. Number two, I don't know what I meant by my little words that I put down there. Um, so adding a few more words, adding a little picture, uh, just giving myself a nudge that will help me go, oh, oh yeah, that's what I was talking about. Or maybe it's a reference to somebody's video that you saw, like, um, you know, Nick the Booksmith's video on X and, you know, just that part where she was talking about blah, 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 blah was really cool. Um, so stuff like that, I think is fun. And, um, uh, also, um, pace yourself at your natural pace. Don't feel forced. Don't feel rushed. Remember that if you're making something for a gift for somebody, and I think this is a big one because I hear about this a lot from people. I'm, I, I want to make a very special, you know, whatever it is, a Harry Potter book for my 10 year old niece and it's got to be done by, you know, April 30th because her birthday's coming up and pop, pop, pop. Um, I would say 
you know, go for it. If you've got the time, energy, and effort, and you want to do that, go for it. If you find you've bitten off more than you can chew, I would say take the essence of that and make a few smaller projects, maybe one small project related to that. And um, it doesn't always have to be a giant journal. It could be um, more of a portfolio or a booklet or a collection of ephemera for her. Um, or him, maybe they like to collect things related to that. You could make something with a lot of pockets, with um, pieces uh, like pictures of um, uh, things, or maybe something from those books, or you know, you could tuck them in there, and um, it could be a nice uh, launching pad. And maybe, maybe that uh, niece or the grandchild will make the actual journal themselves when they start to see what you did to get them started and then they'll walk into your craft room and they'll look at all your journals in the on the shelves and go wow look at that look at all the things you've made and um and maybe they'll say can you make one for me and you might say hey how about i teach you how to make one Ooh, way better answer right yeah um and uh, so, and you can make them side by side, and you can help them across the little tiny stumbling blocks, of which there are a few. I mean, at least for me, there were. And then you can teach them the uh, quick and easy workarounds if you want to make it easy on them. And um, they'll probably come up with new ideas you've never thought of too. Don't be surprised. These these little whippersnappers are smart as beans. And uh, you know, you'll be. Has have you? Has that ever happened to you? You're looking at something, a problem, whatever it is, um, a challenge, and you're looking at it. And you're looking at it. You just can't see the forest or the trees at all. And then somebody will come along and say, hey, why have you ever thought of this? Do that, do this. You're like, oh, I would have never thought. I could have sat here for a month of Sundays and that idea would have never come across. So um, just know there are places where you can access help like that. Maybe you don't have somebody who just happens to walk by at that poignant moment where you really need the help. But um, you can reach out in the comments section. You can ask questions of other crafters. They're happy to jump in and help. Uh, everybody's been through this struggle and we all understand. Another great place is the Paper Outpost. Facebook group if you have questions uh, related to maybe a stumbling block or a place that you get to making your journals. Um, you know, we're all here to help each other uh, learn and get past those little uh, spots. And, um, you know, there's no one woman's journal is the right way to do it and everybody else is doing it wrong. And there's no um, better, you know, there's no perfect journal out there. There's styles that we you like personally there's styles that you will enjoy making personally and um, the exposure to other people's work I think just enhances your um, tool chest. You're thinking, oh, I, you know, maybe I've never thought about doing it that way. Or look, look at the interesting twist that they did with this cover. I would Covers are a big thing, aren't they? Um, you know, you get this great internal journal done and then you're thinking, oh my gosh, I got to pull off a good cover or else the whole thing is for naught because the cover is what makes somebody reach for it. That's like the heartstring that gets pulled when you make the journal. And then there can come a lot of pressure with that. And I just want to say, take it easy on yourself. Um, enjoy the journey of your cover creation. Um, make something that's attractive to you, that you like, that intrigues you. Make, make sure you like the feel of it, the smell of it, the touch, the, the look, the... Um, 
the color choices, the contrasts, the neutrals, the blending. Um, are you going to put on a spine dangle? Are you going to go basic and simple and keep it just clean and soft and neat and simple looking? A breath of fresh air type style. Are you going to sash bind it with some unique closure fancy type that you've never tried before? Or are you going to not have a not have a closure on it at all because maybe your journals just don't need closures. They just look grand without them and that's perfectly fine. Um, maybe you're going to make a traditional style book where the book doesn't bulge out open like a giant chunky monkey. Maybe you're going to make the biggest chunky monkey that ever was and ever walked this planet. Who knows? Um, but giving yourself the permission just to um, give it a go and shake out all those have-tos, shoulds, it would be better ifs, oh, you're doing that wrongs, all of that, be gone. Be gone with you talk. And, and, and sometimes the worst of it is from our own heads. And uh, it's usually old tapes, you know, coming from old parents or something that told us how to do things and you better do this and do that. A very interesting, um, it was either a text or a message in Italy, I can't, or an email, I can't remember, but the lady brought up how, um, you know, she was raised not to destroy books. Books were to be revered and it would be sacrilege basically to cut up a book and how she had created some reckless abandon for herself in freeing herself from the, the bondage of that uh, thought and she started to release some pages from a book and the experience she had and how it was so freeing and that it, it she felt okay about it. It was good with her and she, she saw the greater good by... Um, breathing new life into these pages and sharing them with others and provoking thoughts and interests and inspiring people. And um, sometimes it's just a shift of mindset that can um, get you going down an entirely new path, which opens doors. And, uh, um, you know, a lot of books do end up at the book shredders. They do. I know we don't like to think about these things, but these books get turned into you know, I don't know, car seats, I'm, you know, stuffing, I, I don't know, but we'd like to think that every book would be honored to, you know, the bitter end of time, but uh, they don't, they get shredded, whether we want them to or not, and libraries who revere books more than anybody are some of the biggest shredders of all, and um, uh, so it's a natural cycle, the build-up and the breakdown in life, the order and the chaos, and um, um, so that helps me when it comes to, um, I used to call it butchering books, but then that's really what it was in the beginning because I, I used to use a, at first I tried to tear the pages out. That didn't work very well. Then I tried to use a craft knife. That didn't work very well because my hand got so tired and it slowly started to advance to bigger book cutters just so I could get free the pages more cleanly and um, easily um, and you end up buying bigger cutters and then you get professional cutting thing and stuff like that which is still a manual pull down but it just gives you the strength of like a million men to do uh, and you can cut most books um, some books you have to cut in half before you can cut them all um, I'm, y'all, you know I'm just very happy I still have my fingers um, I'm very 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 mindful of my fingers when I'm cutting the book so be careful about that if you are cutting books I a lot if you if you cut a lot of books you, you know exactly what I'm talking about and um, you don't want to make a mistake there um, we like our fingers we'd like them to craft with thank you very much <laughs> keep your fingers safe always always be watching the blade and uh, never never get distracted don't answer the phone don't be singing to the music just focus on that blade when you're doing it and um, take your time there's no rush the book will wait for you the papers are very patient 
very patient and thankfully so because they are merciful and they're ready for us and waiting when we come back and we we have another five minutes or ten minutes or three hours to sit down and just get lost in them so um, yes I am hoping that uh, you are getting lost in your papers and then in that process maybe you're finding yourself too and uh, that's where the joy lives that's where it all comes together that's where Sunny says it's okay it's okay that you you do this strange thing called paper crafting mom I really don't get it but I like when you drop papers and I can chew on them and I like when you have the trims hanging out of your drawers and I get a little tail of a trim and I pull it across the the living room and then you get to clean it up after me mom I love that and um, um, life can be good and it can be simple and it can be fun so I wish you all the very best. I'm hoping that you are having a fun and a happy crafty day. And just remember, keep creating with reckless abandon. And I will talk to you next time. Take care, everyone. Bye-bye.